0: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Dan Herbert of Distributed Sound and Video, a specialist audio-visual solutions provider for places of worship. This series of podcasts we've put together is designed to explore firsthand the effect that the coronavirus lockdown has had on churches in the UK. In each episode, we'll be speaking to a different minister to find out how they've responded to the challenges faced by the lockdown and to find out how technology has been used to stay connected with their congregations. In this first podcast, we speak to the Reverend Stephen Hills, the team vicar of St Lawrence's Church, Bidborough.
1: Good morning and a few fairly off-the-cuff responses here to the questions that Dan and Courtney have asked about life in lockdown church world. The first was, what was your biggest challenge when the closing of all churches was announced? Well, I think like most, we went into a very steep learning curve. There was one Sunday when we were able to uh, record a few things in church, and then the following week, as I'd expected, the full lockdown came and we were working from home, and so it was scrambling online to look for uh, different ways of uh, producing services. Very quickly uh, here, as like many others, we settled on Facebook and Zoom and YouTube and OBS, possibly as uh, different ways of keeping in touch. And the pattern we've ended up with, I was very aware of the need to be both outward facing towards our parish and wider community, but also that inward gathering that one one would have if one was normally in church on a Sunday. So when it comes to the question here about technology, the way we've chosen to be uh, gathered as a church community is through a, a, a closed Facebook group. That's worked really well. We've gathered about 120 people in that, which is a lot more than our, our normal gathered Sunday uh, community. Having gone carefully through our, our sort of list of people we're in touch with, we only had a fairly small number who uh, were who completely outside technology, maybe a dozen or so who, um, uh, who have no internet connection at all. I'll come back to them a little bit later on. But a lot of people have been, uh, even people who are wary of Facebook in the past and social media, have been encouraged to dip their toe in. Um, I did lots of reassuring them that actually uh, private groups are not accessible from outside. Personally, I don't post anything on my, on my ordinary Facebook wall, but I am a member of quite a lot of closed groups, um, either by interest or, or, or friendship groups or whatever. So for gathering, we use a Facebook group, uh, which is fine for people to comment on, people post during the week. Obviously, Zoom for small gatherings is, uh, is great. And so uh, uh, we have morning prayer on Zoom, which has been fantastic. Uh, in the past, there'd be maybe six or seven or eight of us gathering in church for morning prayer. And now somewhere between 15 and 20 are gathering for half, half an hour or so in the morning for Bible reading and reflection and prayer. Our evening service works fine on Zoom. Again, that's about 12 or 15 people. And although they're from an older demographic, nearly everyone who who comes to evening service in church has been happy to get to grips with Zoom, and that works really well on there. For the main morning service, I know church has gone different routes, and I've been juggling the debate between the immediacy and the intimacy of, of being live, or the production smoothness of going recorded, We did, I think the first service we did was live on OBS, but I found that quite hard to do. So I've now been pre-recording services, actually using Shotcut, an open source uh, video editing software, which I've got to grips with. So I now spend today and tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, uh, putting together a video ready for putting it out on Sunday. And we create the sense of being live there uh, three ways. One is by using YouTube Premiere, so it goes out at 10.30 when we would normally gather. Uh, two, by gathering for a quarter of an hour or so on Facebook beforehand, where people can greet each other. And then three, by having Zoom coffee directly after the service. And about 25 people or so come after service and stay and chat for half an hour or so afterwards. So although the service itself is recorded, I think we're creating some sense of people people sort of being there at the time. The main cheating problem was that um, the laptop I had initially uh, couldn't cope with video editing software and um, kept crashing every few minutes. So I had a very, very difficult first couple of Sundays, and then the PCC swiftly agreed that I could upgrade my equipment, and so um, I have a new laptop which works fine. There are limitations, uh, of course, given that we can't actually be together, but but equally, given that a few years ago none of this would be possible, I think we're doing reasonably well with the platforms that are available. What would we do after this time? Well, it's very interesting that right in the moment I'm, we're doing this, the church is closed for reordering, part of which is um, Dan and Courtney uh, adding a new sound and video system. And little did I know that within the few months when they're doing that that straight afterwards we'd have been in a world where we're streaming services so the answer is yes we would certainly continue I think to put out uh, service material through the internet particularly where the fact that lots of people are going to remain in their homes certainly those who are shielding or vulnerable for a long time so they will not need to miss out on what's happening in our services if we record uh, during the service, which we'll be able to do with the, the new kit. But also, just talking to Dan this morning, it may be that the time has come to to bring live streaming forward so that actually um, those who aren't in church either because we are running small socially distanced services or because they're just not getting out or or even because they're anxious about coming into a building will be able to be part of it as well. So potentially I guess there's the option of a small socially distanced gathering in, in this church or one of the two churches that is at the same time live streamed so that others can engage from home. So lots of new possibilities coming out of this time. I'm just talking this morning with some clergy colleagues in the huddle. I think there are, there are some who are very keen to get back into church. Where of course, we're missing that personal fellowship and, and contact. But equally, I think there are good things that are coming out of this time of thinking outside the box, and particularly that means outside our buildings in, in my Anglican setting. Thank you, Stephen. There's some really good advice for all churches, and it's really
0: uplifting to hear how congregations are coming together during these difficult times and still being able to join in worship. Join us next time when we'll be talking to Father Gareth Jones of St Mary's Church, Ilford.